Hello and welcome to 1111 with Kirsty Olive. This episode, I'm going to be chatting to Denifer Spain, owner of Just Be Wellness. I had a treatment from her um, in earlier last year in 2021, and it was just absolutely amazing. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and it was just something that I really wanted to share with everybody and, you know, allow Jen to speak a little bit about the treatment and what it does. So if you have or haven't heard of biokinesiology before, um, you know, this is a really, really interesting chat with Jen and I hope you enjoy it. So welcome, Jen. Thank you so much for joining today. Thank you. For everybody listening, um, this is Jennifer Spain, owner of Just Be Wellness in Dublin. Now, I, a few months back, went for a biokinesiology treatment from Jen, and I was absolutely blown away by it. Um, and I'm looking forward as well to giving Jen these updates on how things have been since my treatment, because it's just continued to get better and better and better. Um, and what was interesting about it is before this treatment with Jen, before I spoke to Jen about it, I had never really had any idea what biokinesiology was. And even reading up about the description of it online, I still didn't really know what it was. <laughs> um, so when I, when I went for the treatment, I had no idea what to expect. Um, but as I said, like it absolutely blew me away. So now I invited Jen to come on because I just want to share this treatment and share, you know, Jen's energy and everything with everybody because it's affected me so much and had a really, really positive impact on my health and my life and my mood and stuff. So um, with that being said, Jen, would you like to start by introducing yourself and then just a little bit about what biokinesiology actually is for those who, like me, have never actually heard of it? Okay, yep. So I'm Jen, Jennifer Spain from Just Be Wellness and biokinesiology. So it uses muscle testing, which a lot of people may not be familiar with because I know I wasn't until I started it. So Kirsty, you might when you're uh, explaining it, you can say it from your point of view, but it's basically using an arm or a leg and I put light pressure on the muscle and you meet, pull up to meet my pressure. I can't muscle test myself, but it's just to show you an idea. And then whether your arm stays strong or goes weak, I'll know whether your body is what your body is trying to say. So it's like asking your body yes, no questions. And biokinesiology is looking at the chemical pathways of your body. So when I say the chemical pathways, there's the digestive enzyme pathway, hormones, thyroid, adrenals, and ATP, which is our conversion of energy. So when we eat our food and how it converts to energy. So if you're really, really low on energy, there may be a block in that pathway, which is preventing you from actually having your energy. Um, it's very, very accurate. So as Kirsty has <laughs> experienced in her one, um, your body literally knows exactly what's going on. So biokinesiology and with the help of muscle testing is giving your body that kind of opportunity to really just let you know, let us know what's going on. So we always start the first appointment with digestion because 70 to 80 percent of our immune system is actually in our gut. So if our gut is off, if our digestion is off in any way, 
it's going to eventually, especially if it becomes long term, it's going to have an impact on throughout our bodies, like a domino effect. And one thing will lead to another and throw something else off balance and throw something else off balance. So we always start with the digestion. So that would be looking at food intolerances. So many of us, I'd probably even say every single one of us probably has some sort of food intolerance, you know, with the food not being as nutritious as it was before, all the processed food or eating, the availability of junk food, like the fast foods and stuff like that. Our bodies are just becoming overloaded. And that's just with the food. You haven't gone into toxins, you know, you've got your your fake tan, your makeup, think of what you're putting on your skin. You know, someone had said to me before, if you wouldn't eat it, don't put it on your skin. And, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, wow. Like if you think about what we load on our skin every day um, and then we go into. So we do our food intolerance testing, digestive enzymes. So digestive enzymes are the enzymes in our body which break down our food. So specific enzymes will break down specific foods, like so there's fats, carbs, and proteins. And each enzyme is targeted for, and then the lactase, which a lot of people would have heard of lactose intolerant. So the lactase, the ASE, um, at the end of that is the enzyme that breaks down the lactose. So if someone is lactose intolerant, their body isn't producing the lactase and enzyme, and that's what makes them lactose intolerant. Um, we'll also look at toxins because toxins play such a huge part in air feeling well. And when I say toxins, there's bacterial infections. A lot of people might've heard of leaky gut. Um, if you're kind of into all gut stuff, you'll have heard of leaky gut a lot. Um, parasites, which people cringe, but believe me, they're so common. Um, you know, we'll all, I'm sure, experience parasites at one stage in our life, if not multiple times for our life. We can catch, pick up a parasite from our pets, from food. Um, you know, if our, if our kind of digestion is off, the parasites have a better chance of kind of surviving in our system. Um, dirty water. Oh, there's just so many things people kind of be like oh god no I don't have to <laughs> but you know it's, it's just it's a common thing um and then what else candida so candida is another huge thing which I'm finding a lot of lately um candida is one of the most forms that common forms of candida would be thrush a lot of women would have would be kind of uh would know what thrush is but it isn't just thrush so candida is like a form of uh, yeast infection in our gut but it can come up if you have a really thick white coating on your tongue that you can't get rid of that can be a sign of candida Um, if you're craving if you if you crave a lot of sugar or like alcohol that kind of stuff that actually can be a sign of candida because candida loves sugar and dairy so if you're dairy intolerant and you're eating a lot of dairy you're more than likely going to have a candida overgrowth because it's like a 24 hours food supply for the candida um, and heavy metals, you know, mercury, aluminium, lead, arsenic. Um, so there's so many different things that can throw off our body just in that one appointment alone, like with the digestion. You know, it's not just the simple of, oh, you know, I don't blow. I don't have digestion issues. I don't blow. And. I was told I was gluten intolerant <laughs> and I was like no no this is when I first started kinesiology <laughs> I'm not gluten intolerant like I don't blow I don't have digestion issues and you know my teacher's like you are gluten intolerant <laughs> and it took me you know it took me a good year year and a half to really 
get my mind around it so I completely relate to my clients and they just are like oh my god it's way too much I know it's not easy but just little steps at a time you know is going to lead to more permanent changes and the more you start to feel better the more you will just give you that drive to keep at it so when I say when we're testing foods and stuff I know people are like how like so I've kind of briefly demoed a muscle test Firstly, probably explain it better from the client's point of view but these are the files that I use so this is my food kit I have a few different ones and this for instance is the gluten so I literally just you're lying on the bed fully clothed um, and I just put it on your belly or you can hold it in your hand and then we test your muscle. So for food, weak muscle doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. It depends what I'm testing. But just for food, for example, put the gluten on the person. Muscle test. And if the muscle goes weak, that's like saying your body's telling me I don't like this. And so it's kind of, as I said, coming back to asking your body, yes, no questions. Your body can only answer yes, no, can't go into like details. So I'm putting the gluten on or I'm putting another food on. Do you like this? Can you, can you tolerate this? And it will say yes or no. Then we go into just say toxins, you know, have it, is there a candida overgrowth? So you're asking, is there too much of it? Yeah. And then if someone, for instance, for fertility, just say for hormones, once we kind of see what foods come up, we can cross check the food against whatever hormones. So when I say the hormones, we test the progesterone, pregnenolone, testosterone, estrogen, or estrogen. And um, if any of them are low or high, then we're able to cross check back to the foods or the toxin, whatever we found in the, the digestion system. And we can cross check then what is actually causing that hormone to be off. So there's no point to just treating the hormone deficiency or the hormone imbalance you know like oh this hormone is out of balance take this vitamin or nutrient and go off and be fine because as soon as you come off that vitamin and nutrient the hormone's going to be back out of balance unless you actually find what is causing it and it's usually down to a food or a toxin there i'd say 90-95% of even more of what is actually causing us to be out of balance so it's all about you know, finding the root cause. That's what kinesiology is. Finding the root cause of what's throwing whatever system off balance. And just really, as you're kind of taking out the food or the toxin, we also test for vitamins and minerals that your body is looking for to support it as it detoxes, you know, because you are going to go into a detox. You know, your body has to get rid of the overload that's in it already. So the vitamins and minerals like zinc, vitamin B is, vitamin D there's you know loads of them um and yeah it's just it's basically right getting in there and letting your body tell us exactly what's going on and what it's looking for you for you to get rid of and what it's looking for you to bring in to support this so it's very amazing and people are always amazed when they it's the the muscle testing I think when people feel their muscle go from strong to weak and I've literally done nothing other than put a vial on their belly, a little vial, like look at the little size of them. So they have charcoal in them. That's programmed to the energy of whatever it is on the label. So this little vial can make your whole body go weak <laughs> if you don't like it. So that's what kind of really amazes people. Do you know, they know I'm not just sitting there making this stuff up. It's like, oh my God, like, what did you do? <laughs> so let's maybe um, give a little bit of a, kind of 
talk about my treatment so because still some people might be thinking like what how I don't get it like how does it work um so I'm going to share a little bit about when I came in for a treatment like what happened with me because honestly it was so powerful and for anybody listening you might be surprised to hear this because I'm a kundalini tantra teacher I you know connect with the moon cycles do oracle cards work with energy chakra healing but even still regardless of all of that stuff like I can be skeptical of certain things I'm just like what like that doesn't make sense like how could that work and for me it's when I directly get to experience something um, and like feel that experience myself then I'm like oh oh my God, wow, you know? Um, but until I personally have a direct experience with it, I just find it difficult. So when I came in um, for my treatment with Jen, first of all, um, she asked me kind of some questions about like my general health, any symptoms that I was experiencing and stuff like that. Um, and at the time, I think the main thing that I was saying was, and it was like my, my throat, um, I was having like ongoing problems with my throat um, that had been happening for a while, like a, a few years at this point. Um, and like any other symptom that has come up in my body, like I had been able to work with and get rid of, but I just couldn't figure out the root of, of this symptom on my own. Um, and it was causing me like a lot of frustration because as somebody who chants mantra a lot and teaches and leads classes and stuff, like having a sore throat isn't good. Um, so when I came into Jen, she was asking me about that. I was telling her about my different symptoms, telling her like, what do I eat on a daily basis and stuff like that. And then, so then I lay down on the bed and I didn't know what to expect. But um, basically, I just like had my arm down by my side and Jen like placed her hand on my arm and you you asked me, just tell me your name. Yeah. yeah. So I said, my name is Kirsty. And like my arm was, she said, now, as you're saying it, I want you to push your arm against my hand, which I, which I did. And it was very strong. Yeah. Like, which is normal. There's a resistance there because you're holding it and it was a very strong. So then you asked me, okay, now tell me a lie when I ask you the question. So you asked me, what is your name? And I said, my name is Sarah. And then I tried to push my arm against your hand like I had just done like <laughs> 20 seconds ago and my arm was like completely floppy almost like I couldn't push it against your arm and then you were like okay so that's what happens when you inside your body when you try to tell a lie like your body doesn't lie your body tells the truth to you we cannot and, lie we can barely yeah. lie physically our body cannot lie yeah <laughs> and like this is something that like I already kind of like know and I this is something that I work off in my life is like I know when something's right for me because I feel that like full body yes and I know when something's wrong for me because my body feels like kind of closed off to it but like seeing it happen in this way I was just like, oh, I was like what on earth is going on here like and I'm really stubborn. So I was like sending this message 
from my head to my arm, like saying, like, move, like, what are you doing? Like, move. And I just like my arm had gone so weak that I just I couldn't. It was it was just completely like fluffy. And um, which was just amazing. I was already blown away. And this was like That's two minutes in. It's yeah. as soon as they feel the difference in their muscle, they're like, what the hell just happened there yeah. and that's something as I said like to me when I get to experience something person personally like that is what like convinces me and then um so as we went through the treatment I I'm lying there and Jen you're putting different like vials now just to let everybody know who's listening I can't see like the names or the labels or anything on these vials so they're in a big box with you know the the back of the box is facing to me and the front of the box with all the vials in is facing to Jen so I have no idea what is on these labels or what's in these vials um so there's no way that like I can be influencing the result or trying to even subconsciously influencing the result because I have no idea what's in these vials um so Jen is, and also I didn't know at this point, but what, what you were doing as well, Jen, is you were, say, for example, if you were putting a vial on my stomach and then my, you are, you know, like asking me to push my arm and then say, for example, the result was that my arm was floppy. So that's my body telling you, I don't like this. You were then doing a few different ones and then placing that same vial back on my stomach and doing it again to just double check to just test that it wasn't like a fluke yeah just to make sure um to try and trick me almost isn't it like to try and trick my body into being like tell me the truth yeah um but it, it the same thing kept kept like happening was that with certain foods that you were putting onto my stomach my arm was just going like completely weak or at some points we changed to my leg instead of my arm, just so my arm didn't get tired from keep trying to push it. And um, but my body would just get completely weak with certain certain foods, and then other foods it was really really strong. So like yeah, you like that? That's good for you. And then there were certain foods that I just had a really bad kind of resistance to. Um, and it was interesting because after you had say tested that section or the foods or whatever. Um, when you told me the foods and then you showed me and said, so this is one of the foods that was really strong and you placed it on my belly and showed me the ones that were strongest were um, gluten was a really like negative response. Like my body did not like gluten. It did not like dairy. Um, it didn't like coffee and it didn't like oats. <laughs> so like... <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to eat first of all <laughs> but second of all um I wasn't actually surprised by those things because I already kind of knew it um so backtracking like for everybody listening who maybe doesn't know a lot about my story um years ago I was actually diagnosed with an autoimmune disease um and I had arthritis and inflammation in every single joint in my body and I could barely walk and there was a lot of different ways that I worked with my my body to heal. Yeah, I'm completely in remission now. And um, but there was a lot of different ways. But something that was really powerful for me that I did was a very specific six week process 
where within that six weeks I cut out gluten, dairy, coffee, sugar, um, and oats. So to heal my arthritis years, years previous. Now there was obviously a lot of other factors involved. There was emotional healing. There was, you know, going to the gym, there was my mindset, but like from a physical standpoint and from a diet standpoint, um, the important part of my healing was cutting out those things on this six week um, thing that I did. And I'm not going to tell people what the six week thing is because that's just not how it works. Unfortunately, people need to find out what works for them. Yeah, it's not like a one size fits all. So when Jen, when you told me that those were the foods and showed me by putting the vials that this is how my body was reacting to those foods, like I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised. I was surprised like, oh my God, you've got it absolutely perfect. <laughs> like I know deep down that those are all the foods. Um, but then I wasn't like, I wasn't surprised because I was like, okay, well, actually deep down, I did already know this. And I um, think a lot of people do. Like a lot of people have deep down knowing that something isn't good for us, but it's usually something we really like, so you ignore it. <laughs> like bread, you know. <laughs> so like even even um, when, when I was kind of going through this process with my autoimmune disease, what I did was once my symptoms completely healed and once I was in remission I slowly began to introduce these foods that I enjoyed back into my diet you know gluten the occasional coffee dairy and um, now even still like it's not that I would eat them all the time but I did introduce quite a bit of them back into my diet and um, so this this treatment with you Jen like was a very clear signal like that my body still didn't want these foods. Um, and what was really interesting is to go to what you were mentioning about the cross-checking. So we did the foods and then we also did like any kind of enzymes within my stomach, which lactase was a big one. Like I didn't have the, the lactase enzymes in my stomach. My muscle testing was telling me. And then we also did like nutrients and, and minerals and stuff. Yeah. Um, which and you cross check. So, for example, like you'd put if it came up that I was maybe a bit deficient in a certain mineral or enzyme, you were then putting a food onto my stomach with that enzyme vial to find out is this what's causing the deficiency? Yeah. Um, and we also did the same with my symptoms. So, for example, focusing um, my attention and my mind on the problems that I was having with my throat and then doing the muscle testing with a vial of these different foods on my stomach, we were able to get to the root of that, of all the different things that it came up that I was intolerant to. to. Pollen was actually one of them as well. Pollen came up as well. But the one that was actually causing the problems with my throat was gluten was yeah. coming up very strong wasn't it um and I just honestly like this this whole process for me like somebody who for me like the entire work that I do with my clients and in my womb healing programs and stuff is around getting women to tune in to what their own body is telling them not to what I'm telling them not to what anybody else on the internet is telling them 
not to what worked for this person or this person, but what is your body telling you? Because that is that is how healing occurs. Like I know I've lived it, I've been there. So to actually see in this in this treatment with you, Dan, that it's not you telling me like, oh, don't eat gluten, you know, like it was my own body telling me not to eat gluten by reacting to these vials that you were putting on me, which I didn't know that it was gluten. So there's no way I could have been influencing this. Like I honestly, I'm still blown away. This was a few months back we had the treatment. I'm still amazed by it. <laughs> I, like I talk about it to anybody that I can. They're like, you had bioplesiology before. Well, I have, this is what happens. Because <laughs> I was really, really amazed by it. Yeah, everyone does be because exactly what you said, it's you're feeling your own body response. Like I'm, you know, people do text me like, oh my God, thank you. Of like, do, do you know, I'm just the messenger. Do you know, it's your body that has given you these answers. And then it's up to obviously the person that came for the treatment to make the changes. Like, you know, and that's a really big step of it. You know, people come and this feel like gluten, dairy, all these favorite things up there has come up and they're like, oh, Jace, I can't give up that, especially coffee. You get that a lot. Like I can't give up my coffee. Well, like people don't realize if you're intolerant to coffee and you're drinking it every day, that's actually going to make you tired instead of what you have it for is for that that lift. But um, yeah, it's just that when people actually feel their body respond to it, I think it plants a, a, a big seed to be like, OK, Jesus, like, you know, there's something really <laughs> to look at here. Yeah. And like, I loved what you were saying there about like, it's up to you then to make those changes because like let's face it it's not an easy thing to do like no. to go in for a treatment and come out finding out that your body doesn't like in my case gluten dairy <laughs> coffee and oats like all of my favorite things yeah um very intolerant as well gluten yeah when they're they're able to tolerate gluten and i'd be like oh you're so lucky <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, you know, like it's it's a big thing. It's a huge lifestyle change and it's not something that you can do alone and it's not something you can do overnight, which is important to realize because one thing that I've done in the past, which was definitely a big mistake, is like I'm really like all in energy. I'm like, OK, I'm just cutting out everything, you know, like I'm cutting out everything or I'm doing this, I'm doing this and I'm like full on all in energy. But that's not sustainable. It doesn't work. Like, it doesn't last. Often, it's the same thing, you know, like coming up to January and people are like, I'm going to change my life in January. I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. I'm going to go to yoga three days a week. I'm going to eat this specific diet. I'm going to drink smoothies every day. It's just not possible to do, to just wake up one day and change all of these different things in your life. Like, you have to start with, like, one or two small things at a time, like, change one thing each week just small habits over time to actually eventually be able to sustain that change like to make it a life a lifestyle change rather than just a short-term thing that you're doing yeah that's it it definitely is because you know like I've well it's two years now since I done my course is it 2019 yeah and you know I could honestly say now where I'm at with my diet I I am in a much better place, but like it has taken me a long time. I've gradually just like that switched to gluten-free bread, but now I'm noticing I hardly eat bread at all. Do you know, 
So it you just because especially for lunch, I know for me, lunch was the hardest meals. Like, you know, you have a sandwich at lunch or you, you have you go out for lunch and you grab a sandwich or it's like, oh, my God, what, what am I supposed to have instead of a sandwich? You know, which is like leftovers, dinners, just soup. And it's just you just learn like now I, I actually bought a gluten free bread there today when I was out. But that's the first bit of bread I bought in weeks or months even, you know, so it's like that. And be gentle with yourself, you know, like what Kirsty said, pick one or two things. If you're a heavy coffee drinker, I wouldn't say just give it up completely. Start to just reduce because coffee, especially you get withdrawal symptoms. And, you know, just like that, small changes will lead to permanent lifestyle, like permanent lifestyle changes and it's okay you're all going to have a little slip up every now and again you know that's that's okay but just just bring yourself back to focusing on what you want to eat and that's another thing it's all about we focus on I can't have this and I can't have that so what you focus on you get more of that kind of law of attraction thing so change your focus say okay I can't have bread, but I can have, you know, I got gluten-free soda bread out with the natural bakery or, you know, I can have soup or I, and start just focusing on what you can have because then that will get your mind kind of more looking for it. I um, love that. I love that. And especially like, for example, um, I've done this a lot with stuff in the past, you know, and one thing, what you were saying there about the mindset is like, instead of focusing on, oh, I can't have this, like, think about like, I can choose to have foods that nourish my body, you know? So like, instead of like, oh, I have to have the gluten-free bread, think of it as like, I'm so excited and happy that I get to choose these foods that nourish me and actually support my body. Yeah. And that's exactly it. It's like, look, focus on the reason why you're a change in your diet. You know, like visualize yourself feeling better. You know, for me, gluten was never this big thing that I felt like, oh, my God, I feel crap. My stomach's all bloated and this, that and the other. But since I've really gone off the gluten, now I do slip up every now and again. I'm not perfect, like, but I used to get mad locks in my knee. Now, it was nothing major, but like if I went to kind of jog across the road, if there was a car coming, I'd I'd have to hop halfway because my knee would lock and I'd be like, oh, my God, what the hell? When I used to do cycling in Australia, I had to stop because my knee was really sore. And I've noticed since I've stopped eating the gluten, my knee doesn't do that anymore. And I did go on a bit of a gluten binge there a couple of months ago and I got up to walk over to the kitchen and my knee went again and it was the first time happening in so long so you know you may not feel like oh no I'm not really like I did it's like no no because I love gluten I love bread I love cakes I love this <laughs> so my diet was never the best it is now um it, but it can be affecting you in a way that you don't even realize you yeah. know especially gluten because you mentioned gluten for your, your arthritis and stuff gluten causes so much inflammation in the body it's like really really big for inflammation if especially if you're intolerant to it so you know you may even people struggling to lose a bit of weight it could be because you're eating something that your body can't break down so it's literally just holding on to it and that's the weight the extra weight that you're holding on to is the toxins from the food that your body can't digest yeah for me one thing so since like our appointment one thing um that's been massive for me is actually the coffee 
Okay, so like I, when I had the appointment, I had already began to like reduce my coffee, like because I drink cacao medicine quite often. So I had already kind of been drinking more of that and less coffee, but I was still maybe having like a coffee on a Saturday. And yeah. some weekends I'd be having a coffee on like a Saturday and Sunday, maybe one during the week if I was like kind of going a little bit extra. Um, but I'd get a one, like a single shot laddie. So like I wasn't drinking loads of coffees, you know, it was like a single shot coffee. And even that was sometimes like a bit much. Um, but since our session, actually, um, there was like, say, three weeks afterwards where I was like, I'm not touching a coffee for like three weeks, okay? like no coffee. And then at the end of the month, like, I'll have just one coffee, you know? So like, I'll reduce it down to one coffee a month from like a nice place. Cause like, I do love laddies. Like we would drive like <laughs> far to just get a really specific, nice coffee that we like. But what happened was actually, so like after going that three weeks without a coffee and then it gets to the fourth week and I was like, oh yes, like I can't wait for my lovely laddie from um, Bua. Actually, we were going to in Glasnevin. Um, which is in Dublin if for those listening in different places um but we drove over and so I was like so excited I was like oh my first coffee in a while and I had one mouthful of it and I was just like that is gross wow. <laughs> like but not the coffee itself because the coffee was exactly the same as it has been every other time I drank it from there like amazing you know like and um, the coffees in there are gorgeous but I I just had one mouthful and I was just like ew like why like what what is going on here because it tasted the same but it's as if just this resistance had become like so strong that I couldn't even tolerate like swallowing it anymore wow. so like it wasn't just that this toler toler intolerance was like in my digestion it was like that maybe now that I had become aware of it like my body was just refusing and just saying just no I'm not even allowing you to drink that you know and I couldn't even drink the coffee and I was like well I don't want to waste it you know so I was like trying to force myself to drink it and I had like three mouthfuls or something and I couldn't drink it and then it got to a couple of weeks later and we went to this other place where I just have always loved loved the coffees from they're gorgeous um, and the same thing I, I bought it a few weeks later I bought it and I had like two mouthfuls and I was just like I can't drink it like I just can't even force myself to drink it so I completely off coffee now like and I actually can't even like even if I want one even if I'm like I really want to drink the coffee like I just can't even bring myself like I get one mouthful and I'm just like no my, like yeah like I, I don't know if it's in my head, my body, both, but I just can't even drink it anymore. Taste buds, and that's the thing, like, and I am a prime example of taste buds changing. So I never ate vegetables. And when I say vegetables, I mean any vegetable until I was 21. Like, uh, and that was only because I went to Thailand and I didn't trust the meat over there. So I was getting the vegetable rice instead of the chicken rice. And now I more or less just eat vegetables. I wouldn't, I'm not a vegetarian, like I'll still eat a bit of meat here and there. But like I drink raw vegetable smoothies three times a week. Um, I all my dinners are vegetable based. So 
you know, people are like, oh, my God, I don't like that. I'm like, yeah, well, I never like vegetables. So I'm a prime example. I know firsthand that your taste bud can change in miraculous ways. And the client had said to me there the other week, um, to know if you really like something, you have to taste it 10 times. Okay. So for your taste buds to actually really adjust and then 10 times tasting it and then you'll know if you actually like it. So it's a, I, I thought that was very interesting. She yeah. said her um, they done that with her kids in school and her her daughter came home like a cucumber of all things. She said she'd never <laughs> do that. But because they tried it 10 times, she realized she liked it. So, you know, be patient with yourself and don't just give up after the first thing. Obviously, anything different is uncomfortable and, you know, you got to get used to it. So just give yourself time. And exactly coming back to what you said, KRC, the mindset, you know, don't be eating it going, eh, God, that's disgusting. Eat it going, oh, my God, imagine the nourishment this is giving my body. Imagine how well this I'm going to feel after eating this type of food. Yeah, because it that's one thing as well that, like everything you do should, you know, hopefully be done with mindfulness and with intention. But I think especially when it comes to food, because like your food is what gives you energy. It's what sustains you. It's what keeps your body working. And quite often, like because of the way the society that we've been brought up in, we're used to just eating our food, watching the TV or like eating our food as we're walking, eating a sandwich as we walk down the street like you know just not actually paying any attention to what we're eating or how we're eating it um, and I really think that like the mindset and the energy and the intention that you bring to the food that you're eating is healing in itself and is very very important you know like eating eating mindlessly without paying it any attention or eating something like I mean, like, oh, oh, I can't believe I have to eat this just so I can be healthy. Like that has an effect on the way you digest and assimilate the nutrients and stuff from that food. It's that like that type of thinking is putting your body into your stress mode. You know, your fight flight is and digest properly when you're in that state. So like when I'm cooking um, like I love to put on some mantras or, you know, some of that kind of music and have that singing along or sing along to that while I'm cooking because I feel I, and I do say putting the love into the food you know and it's like that it's just putting that energy into your food and then you're more excited if you're singing along and making your food and all you just naturally get into it oh I can't wait to have this you know and as you're making just go mm, yum like make, <laughs> make loads of yum noises and just really connect with your food um because it, it is our nutrition it's our fuel you know our food is our baseline. Let food be thy medicine. Was a Hippocrates or someone that said that? You know, it's so true. Yeah. Um, and we do. Our body needs it. Like our body needs. You know, I said I've never ate vegetables until I was twenty-one. I ended up with kidney failure at the age of fourteen. Wow. You know, and so looking back now, I'm like, God, like I literally ate sweets to be the band. The arguments I used to have at the dinner table because I wouldn't eat at dinner. I literally would sneak over to the shop and just buy sweets and get sweets and fill myself with sugar you know and I ended up kidney failure at 14 and then uh, a diabetic so you know it's just and now I'm hardly on any insulin because I've just changed my diet so much so it's just really really it's just to bring our relationship to food to a new level to a positive level and just realize the nourishment that and the healing that it provides to our bodies that it's, it's necessary 
And it's what's interesting is like hearing you say that about your your story because um that's like when I was younger, like I was always in the doctors for like eating disorder problems. So I would have to get like force fed sometimes. Um, and when I was at school, my teachers, like the, do you know, the dinner ladies, like when you're in first school, um, they would have a diary, like a, a food diary for me. And they'd basically have to stand and watch me eating my lunch at school. Um, they'd have to stand and they'd have to watch me and they'd have to write down like, Kirsty ate one spoonful of beans. Kirsty ate like half a turkey dinosaur or like whatever it was and um, that we were eating. And like, I wasn't allowed to leave the table until I had eaten like a certain amount and they had to record everything. Now they didn't know, but what I actually used to do was my friend Crystal um, I used to sneak food onto her plate when they weren't looking so that it looked like I was eating more. <laughs> and she obviously just loved that. She was like, yeah, give it all to me. And so she would actually eat half of my dinner just to make it look like I had ate some. Um, but this was like an ongoing thing for years for me. And like even, even at home, um, this was like a, a nightly thing at home that I'd come home, I'd have to sit at the table eating my dinner, but I wasn't allowed to leave until I had ate everything on my plate. And this would sometimes be like a three hour process. Like I, I, I'd be sitting there like just, I cannot eat this food. And like, I'd be trying to eat some of it. Okay. And I'm not even joking. It's like my throat would just close up. It's like, I just, I'm like, I can't swallow that. I'd be trying to eat like a chip and it would just be stuck there. And, and come back out and trying to explain this at, at such a young age where like I didn't know what was, what was going on you know but I had this just such this weird anxiety around certain foods and stuff um, and then it gets even worse because the food would then have to be microwaved again and again and again to heat it back up because I'm still sitting there like two hours later so like I'd be putting food into a napkin trying to hide it in my pocket um I'd be saying I needed to go to the toilet and going and spitting food down the toilet and um, there was actually even one time well like it, I can laugh about it now but it's actually not funny do you know what I mean but like it, it is funny looking back now and um, obviously I've resolved those those issues around food but there was sometimes where I'd ask to eat in my room and I'd throw food <laughs> out my bedroom window. Um, and one of the neighbors actually came knocking on the front door one day and said to my mom, like, um, do you know that Kirsty's like throwing bacon and sausages and stuff out of the bedroom window into my garden? Um, so then that was the end of me being allowed to eat in my bedroom. Um, but it's interesting to hear you hear you saying that like you also had. You, like you never ate a vegetable until a certain age and stuff. And um, because I think that if we were taught to have a better relationship with food from a young age, rather than it's just something you eat, yeah. you know, yeah. or, oh, you have to eat these foods to be healthy. Like if we were taught more to eat our food mindfully with intention to explore different foods, to, um, not be watching the TV while we're eating and to actually enjoy meal times 
like I think that would go such a long way and then maybe we wouldn't be in this situation that we're in at this age where we have all of these intolerances and resistances to foods yeah and even like to grow it now I don't grow any of my food but my brother when he does it he's great at it but you know I remember he grew carrots with my nephew before and my nephew was so excited to have these carrots to eat because he grew them you know like that type of relationship and like it'd be great if the schools could do something like that with kids I don't think they do but you know a bit of like just teaching them even like that some carrots or potatoes something easy to, to have grow. a bit of connection with yeah. their food yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You, know, you have to take care of them you have to water them and nourish them and watch them grow you know it's just more like that it's just really setting a connection and then your your love is going into watching these grow and taking care of them and then you're like even more happy to have them and put them in your diet like so yeah. there it would be a great thing to see change um because, you know, all kids, when it, well, I don't say all kids, but most kids I know when it comes to vegetables. They're, and there's so, there's so much fast food stuff available to them now, full of sugar and stuff that just changes their taste buds. So then when they taste all these vegetables, they're like, oh, no, that doesn't taste nice because they're so used to so much sugar and salt yeah. in their fast food stuff or the processed sweets that they're eating, you know, and. But like that, it's just changing their taste buds again. You know, like I said, mine was all for sugar. And now, like, I still eat a bit of sweets here and there. I'm not going to lie, but it's not in the way I used to be. Like, um, and I love my vegetables now. All sorts of vegetables, <laughs> which I never in a million years thought I'd eat. Same, yeah. Like one thing, actually, like thinking back, I'm actually surprised that my body's not in worse condition because like what I used to eat when I was younger like when I think back to it I'm like how am I even still alive I know I used to eat like biscuits for breakfast every day you know even my brother as well my brother would have like every single day this was his breakfast he'd sit in front of the tv in the morning eat a full pack of bourbon biscuits and a cup of tea that was his breakfast every single day Uh, you know and like I would be the same like I just eat endless amounts of biscuits and like crisps and ice lollies and stuff like that which like I still eat biscuits you know I mean I just don't eat them every single day like it's something that I eat once in a while you know but like I I used to call myself the biscuit monster because I (laughs) literally And I used to, you know, if you go into someone's house for a cup of tea and they put biscuits down, I knew if I started with one, I'd end up eating them all. And when it's in someone else's houses, you don't feel as comfortable doing that because it's not your biscuits. But it was like this craving just came over me and I just stopped like. Same. I I remember um like there was this kind of like running joke in in my family. Um so like when I used to go around, so I have like two different nana's house who both lived nearby. Um, and so my Nana Mary, I'd go around to her house and she had this biscuit tin, like, you know, like a real Nana biscuit tin with patterns on and stuff. And she'd have all of these different biscuits in and stuff. And like, I'd go around and I'd be like, Nana, can I have a biscuit? And she'd be like, yeah, you can have a biscuit. And I'd like this full tub, you know, bring it <laughs> over to the table, sit it beside me with my cup of tea. And I'd be eating as many as I could until she told me like, you know to stop or until like I felt like I was getting a look as if to be like leave some for everybody else but I just keep going and then the same my other nana as well actually when this was even when I was even younger still um but my nana um and my granddad they've made the joke okay because 
I was so small, but also like I was such a tomboy. So I'd always be like falling over, scratching my knees, hurting myself. And I was really dramatic. So you could hear me like screaming from a mile off if I had fell over. Yeah. And my granda used to make a joke. I'd be coming down the street, like very, very young, like crying hysterically, like I fell off my bike or I fell over. And my granddad would bring me inside, sit me on his knee and give me a biscuit. <laughs> and the second that I'd have a biscuit in my hand, I just stop crying. And like, I'm like, oh, it's fine now. Like my knee's not sore anymore. And I'd just be eating this biscuit, you know? Um, but it's so funny, like, because now when I think back on all of these different, like, situations and like on that relationship that I had with food in all of these different ways I'm like well no wonder it's it got to that stage where my body is like screaming these messages at me you know yeah. like my body was probably in fact looking back my body definitely was giving me subtle messages over a long space of time but I was just choosing to ignore them or maybe not consciously choosing to ignore them but I just didn't know how to have a relationship with my own body where I could understand those messages and what my body was telling me and that's the thing we our body will always give us subtle subtle like hints and you know that little pain that you can ignore in your leg or in your back or you know you just shrug it off and we all do it you know we're with our busy lifestyles like oh a little bit of an upset stomach today be grand tomorrow and then, you know, there's only so much of ignoring those symptoms we can do before our body says, right, you know what, if you're not going to listen, I'm going to make you listen. And that's when it comes into chronic illness, disease, and literally takes us out of the game. And that's, and it's usually then a lot harder to get back from once we've gone down that. that a stage. lot harder. Yeah, a yeah. lot harder. Like there's a lot of people who like, aren't able to like it's gotten to the stage where not only is it a lot harder but like they're so kind of stuck in in that space that they just aren't able to to heal from it you know like for me I one thing like when I was diagnosed with my autoimmune disease like even though it left me in such a bad way I always felt like I was kind of lucky as well because I've always been like very resilient and very stubborn and very determined you know so for me like when I got that diagnosis and like when my doctors were telling me like, oh, this is going to be something that you just like are going to have to live with and manage. Sorry, my phone rang. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, they were telling me like, this is going to be something you have to live with and manage and stuff. And I was just like, no, I'm, I'm just not accepting this. I, I don't care what you're telling me. I just refuse. Like I'm going to get better, you know, mm -hmm. but like, to me, that was very lucky that I already had that mindset and that determination and that belief, you know, because there's a lot of people who don't. And when a doctor gives them that diagnosis and when you're being, say, joining communities of people, like I remember joining like an arthritis support community and it being like all old women and like these horror stories of like it took me 10 years to find the right medication and stuff and I was like quit I was like I'm not staying in that community because that's just dragging me more into that belief that I'm stuck with this thing for life you know 
that's it and it is like again our mindset is such a powerful thing you know changing our food and in healing ourselves like it's um like I've done a 360 I got so I mentioned I got kidney failure when I was 14 but I was re-diagnosed with kidney failure back in 2015 2016 and I've been on dialysis the last five years and you know like I kind of was like you Chris is like I'm gonna find a cure I'm gonna now I haven't found a cure however I can actually sit here and honestly say I probably feel the healthiest I've ever felt and that is me being on dialysis three days a week you know um my energy is completely stable all throughout the day I don't get any dip like I said my diet has completely changed and I can feel the benefits of it like yeah I don't I don't know you know, have I gone too far down the kidney disease route that it's just maybe my body hasn't got what it takes to just kind of revive a, a dead organ. But, you know, I know when I get my transplant, I'm going to have a whole different life with this new kidney because I'm in a better place mentally and also with my diet, which like there's a lot of stuff I can't eat now, um, healthy stuff because of the potassium and stuff. And I only noticed the other day I was sitting here and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait. To, like I was actually usually now this is when I first was given all these limits. I was like, oh, my God, as soon as I get my transplant, I'm going out on the biggest binge of food and I'm having this and I'm having that you know, all junk. I'll be honest. But I noticed the other day I was sitting on the couch and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait till I can have a proper green smoothie with spinach and kale and avocado. And I actually caught myself thinking I was like oh my god that's crazy like I never I'm actually looking forward to getting the healthy stuff you know instead of like oh I can have love because I can't have chocolate well I still have a little bit but I used to be like oh I can't wait till I can have big chocolate binge when I get me transplant and now it's like avocado and spinach like what the hell's after happening here that's like absolutely incredible you know because like that is you've gone through like not only a physical shift but like mental emotional energetic like you know like you've and that to me like in my healing journey that was the most important step you know like was going through that huge energetic shift and feeling like healthy and vibrant and happy in my body even though I wasn't healed yet you know like as you said like you haven't gotten that new kidney yet but for you to be able to say, like, I feel the healthiest I have, I have ever been, even though I'm not at that stage yet where I have my new kidney, like, I still feel amazing. Like, yeah. to me, like, that is the point in the healing journey where, like, you've, you've got it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, now everything, it's just about waiting now for the next steps to happen. Like, because that for me, in in with my arthritis and stuff, like, even on the days where like, say my body did feel like crap, but when I could get into that mindset and that true belief of like, no, like I do feel great. Like, yeah, I only walked to the end of the street today, but like, I feel great. I feel like I don't, I never identified as like a sick person. Do you know what I mean? And I think that, I think that a lot of people kind of can get a bit stuck in, in that identity. But like, as you just said, like, I feel great, you know, like, and that was the same as me. I was like, I feel great. Like I went to the gym today and I mean, I could only lift up one kilogram weights at this time because my body was so in pain, but I felt great going and doing it. And when you can find a way to, to feel great in your body, even if you haven't reached that 
point of yeah. healing yet. Like that oh, is all that matters because then you will heal. Definitely. And it's all I actually put a post on the other day about comparing, like, you know, compare how you were last week to what you can do today instead of what your friend or some other person in the gym can do because you know we all have our own limits and our own stuff that we're dealing with and so yeah it's just like that one step at a time like I I know I'm up on the third floor and I now walk up the stairs whereas when I moved in I was constantly getting the lift and something just changed me one day it's like I'm not much of an exercise person I'll put that out there but um I was like, you know what, just start walking up the stairs. So like I walk up and down those three floors and steps a few times a day. And even that I've noticed, oh my God, I'm not as out of breath even anymore getting up. So, you know, that was for me starting a few weeks ago doing that. Whereas someone in the gym, geez, if I was to run beside them, I'd keel over, you know. But, but that's accomplishment. Like, yeah, like, and that's perfect. And that ties actually perfect into what I was saying about like say because people might be nervous about coming for a biokinesiology treatment in case they're like oh what if I get told I can't have gluten or something and um, I don't want to cut it out and like that's what as you were just saying there like that one little change just walking up the stairs like that doesn't seem at the time like this huge life-changing thing but when you change small things over time then it completely shifts you into yeah. this new new energy and stuff and so that's something as well like with the food now like for me luckily um this time when I came to that treatment with you like I've already in the past as I said been through a pretty intensive process with these different foods in order to heal my autoimmune disease so this time like I was already kind of prepared like I knew what to do knew how to get into the mindset, knew how to get into the energy and knew I could do it because I've done it before. Um, but like, it's important to realize that like, even with me being like fully prepared, I know what to do. Like, I still haven't completely 100% cutting out gluten. So um, I've cut out like bread or basically the only thing that I haven't cut out is like, you know, bread crumbs on like, yeah <laughs> like chicken or like the 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 batter on fish or like do you know that kind of stuff like the the coating on stuff but like I've stopped eating like bread or anything like you know that would have a lot of gluten in it and I've noticed that since I've been literally just sticking because I love like you know like chicken goujons or like stuff like that or like fish fingers and or like a battered fish from the chip shop and yeah so like that was that was like I was like okay I'm gonna cut out all of that gluten but just keep this in and just see how it goes and like that's been amazing for me like it's been honestly it's like my throat is better now than it has been in years like yeah honestly and like my because what was happening so like obviously um as I said at the beginning like I teach mantra and stuff and what was happening was I'd be in a class teaching mantra and I'd chant the mantra like three or four times. And then I'd start like choking, feeling like I was choking in my throat. My voice would get like so hoarse. And it was just honestly like to the point where I'd be like downing cups of water in the middle of chanting mantra, trying to make my throat okay. And like now 
that is completely gone. Like now I can just chant and chant and chant and that won't happen. Um, and I like have noticed as well that like from listening to my body that like I feel like um, and maybe this is just me making excuses to myself. I don't know. But I feel like my body tolerates that small amount of occasional gluten like in say the batter on on the chicken or the fish or whatever you know and that's what I do say to people cut it out completely for a few weeks couple of months and then have a bit because you'll know yourself when you put it out and you have a little bit when you go up too much your body will respond and because you're so used to not having it in your system you'll feel where your limit is yeah and like I do honestly I do feel that I feel like and like now that I'm saying it out loud I'm kind of realizing like well that makes sense because think if if your body doesn't tolerate something and like you give it a little small bit your body has enough like energy and health and vitality to deal with that and just to say like get out go away we don't like you but if you're assaulting your body with gluten every single day loads of it non-stop you're not giving your body a chance to eliminate it or to um deal with it properly you're not allowing your body to be like healthy and vibrant enough to be able to eliminate what's not working whereas if you're say eating 95 percent of stuff that gives you energy and vitality and health then if you have a little bit of gluten or whatever your body is better equipped to deal with that definitely i do say like i learned this from doing doTERRA essential oils like if you think if we have a, a toxic load cup in our system and, you know, this cup is all the toxins that we can handle in our body. So we're filling that up with gluten or foods that we can't kind of digest. Stress, it's not just physical stuff that we're putting into our body. Internal stuff like stress and thoughts, all of that fills up this cup. And then when the cup begins to overflow, that's when we really have a lot of issues. And no matter whether you're having a little bit of tox- or a little bit of gluten or a little bit of dairy, if that cup is overflowing, anything is going to just send your body into a spiral so what you want to focus on is reducing the load in that cup emptying it out a bit turn the tap off that's filling it which would be taking out your gluten if there's a toxin in your system getting rid of that and just again we've talked about mindset on this it's all about bringing your mindset into a more positive state and just allow that cup to slowly empty and then once that cup is empty as you said then we have a little bit of gluten and it goes into that cup which is room in the cup now to kind of deal with that little bit of gluten or dairy or whatever we're having and our body isn't so overloaded and you know such a really good way to explain it really really good because that makes like from what I've been experiencing over the past few months I'm like that makes perfect sense now because I've noticed that now that I'm not eating those certain foods all the time, except for coffee. Like that's not even my body tolerating it, digesting. That's just like my mouth saying like, no, no, I'm not having it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But like, say for example, with like the dairy and the gluten and stuff, like I've noticed that I can have like, for example, like butter or on like a gluten-free bread or, you know, like a little bit of dairy. Or I think actually like um I bought some hot chocolates recently okay and I was like oh chocolate oh milk is this going to be a disaster or whatever but I was like no I love hot chocolate I was like it's going to be so like relaxing and nice and cozy it's winter and I felt totally fine after it felt totally fine the next day like I didn't have a bad reaction to it and like I, I was like that's obviously because 
my body is feeling so much better as you said like with that cup like it's okay to have like one hot chocolate but if you're having like a hot chocolate every single day and your yeah. body's not tolerating that well or if you're having gluten every day and your body's not tolerating it then of course there's going to be a breaking point yeah definitely like everything everything has its breaking points you know and it's just just about emptying that cup and then finding our limit you know we're talking about a lot about gluten and dairy people are probably like oh my god I know yeah <laughs> but just to make it clear like those are just the ones that came up for me yeah like it could be yeah. something completely different for other but, people yeah there are like obviously any food can you know I've had people show up for onion and garlic and you know their response is but but they're healthy I'm like but there's something in your body that isn't reacting well with them you know so it, it can be something like that but yeah it's don't be put off if you're like oh my god I don't want to give up my food if you're feeling crap if you're feeling like you've aches and pains you've low energy you've digestion issues going on so that's bloated heartburn you know constipation diarrhea if you're gotten hormone issues you know yeah it's oh my god I don't want to give up my food but is giving up a food not worth having your health yeah and, and again like reframing it like okay so you don't want to give up for, give up a certain food but instead of thinking of it like that thinking of I can't wait to find out more about what my body needs for me in order to heal I can't wait for this treatment so that I can actually take steps to heal my body mm -hmm. you know and imagine having like balanced energy for the day instead of getting to after lunch and you just hit that slump and you're like oh my god I have to still go home make dinner and I have to do this and I have to do that like I don't get that anymore I haven't had that in almost definitely a couple of years now and you know it's like it's just a steady flow of energy and this is this is how we're meant to feel but we get so used to feeling like crap and low on energy and this that and the other that you take it as normal but it's not and you know, it, you can feel better. It's just, as I said before, you have to put in the work. You make the decision. And you know, I've had some people come to me and they've taken on board for a week or two. And then they're like, oh, this is not for me, blah, blah. I'm just gonna go back. But the, what I find is down the line, that little seed has been planted and then they start to get really crap again, like really, really even worse than before because they're eating all that stuff and it's like they go in a binge after cutting it out. And then they, you know, you'll find your mind keeps reverting back to it. It might, like, look at me, it took me, what, a year, year and a half to really get around that whole gluten-free steady diet. And, you know, every time I'd go on a binge, be like, oh, this is blown bollocks, what am I going to do, blah, blah, blah. And now it's 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 just one of those times something will just drop, that penny will drop one of those times and the seed yeah. will grow and you'll just suddenly be making these changes like subconsciously. Yeah, like there'll, there'll come a time where you get so sick yeah. of feeling like shit that you're like, okay, I just have to do it now. Yeah. You know, like you'll probably repeat the cycle a few times of like, as you said, having a binge of one of these certain foods or you know drinking every coffee coffee every day for a week or and then you'll realize like I'm feeling like shit I'm feeling horrible like why did I do that and you might go through that same cycle a few times like changing your lifestyle and changing habits isn't just to click your fingers it's not an easy thing to do but when you notice these cycles and you notice how it's affecting your body then there'll come a point where you're like 
I'm sick of feeling like this. I have to do something about it. Yeah, you will. And, you know, it's a lot of, like I found for me personally, it was eating out well, like when we could eat out, um, like getting, going out and I'd never ask for gluten-free bread. But then I started to ask. I started to say, all right, have you actually got gluten-free bread? And the amount of places that do. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's just it's just kind of getting used to new ways, kind of being more organized. And um, like I said, I do have a gluten free list that I give to my clients now when they're when they're leaving. And it's just kind of gluten free, gluten free, gluten foods and gluten free foods, just because it goes more beyond bread with gluten. Unfortunately, like it's just thrown into so much and. Um, a lot of stuff that people wouldn't think like curry sauces and sausages sausages uh you know if you mentioned the breadcrumbs on stuff do you mail to people that wouldn't even though they know bread they'd never go oh my god the chicken goujons are gluten because they have breadcrumbs on them do you know it's just so many little things are that slips by us um but look it's all one step at a time you know and as I said pick one or two things that you're the big things the main gluten things especially in your diet and just take it from there um, and you'll be surprised and there's so much gluten-free options out there now as well for people oh it's and- amazing like I was so surprised but like I found some amazing like breads and stuff which like I don't even still like I don't eat them often I don't eat them all the time but, like it's nice to just know that I found a good one in case I do want to have some bread you know like but there is like the world is really now I find very accommodating of like gluten-free stuff like even like restaurants or like Tesco's the supermarkets and stuff like there's gluten-free in most places now there is and it's like you'll just feel so much better like if like I said if you're out there and you're feeling like crap and you just don't know and a lot of people by the time they come to me or to another kinesiologist they've been to so many doctors they've had so many tests they've had so many scans they felt like crap for years and they're just not getting answers and you know like you you do this with them and they come back to you like I had a girl uh, text me the other day she came to me two weeks ago in less than two weeks she has suffered with bladder infections IBS and everything and she's like <laughs> I have never felt this good and that was two weeks less than two weeks of a treatment she just went and made all the changes and um you know but like so I'm not saying everyone can heal in two weeks however depending on your body but that's how quick our bodies can work with the right nutrition and the right support our bodies can work wonders you know they're programmed to heal themselves you know they're not our body isn't looking for anything other than healthy food from the external world to nourish it it's it's amazing it can do so much on its own with the right environment and with the right support and kinesiology can just give you what it is exactly that the body's looking for give you that guidance yeah so yeah the thing is that like your body is just dying to heal like your body wants to heal your body is like trying its hardest to heal at all times like you don't need to force your body to heal you don't need to tell it to heal you just need to create the right environment so that it can heal because like think for example of like a cut on your arm like you don't need to do anything for that cut on your arm to heal it will just heal (laughs) exactly but like what you can do is you can wash it you can keep it clean you can put a plaster over it so you can create a good environment so that it can heal faster 
but you don't need to tell it to heal. And like, it's the same with our bodies, like whatever symptoms we're experiencing in our body, like our body is trying to heal. Like we just need to like remove anything that is yeah. stopping us from healing. And in obviously in some cases, like with obviously we're, we're very like talking about gluten focused care and digestion focused because that's what happened in my treatment. But like it could be to do, as you said, with like toxins that you're putting on your body or like heavy metals and all of these other things. And like that's why I think the biokinesiology is just so beneficial because it can look at all of these different things and help you to understand what it is that you need to actually remove or change or adjust in your own life. So then like it's almost like a dam like and you're like the healing is trying to get through and you've got it blocked because of these things and honestly like as soon as you remove those things it's like the healing just rushes through like that's what I found you know like it doesn't it doesn't take long like it's just your body is like excited the second you you start to remove these things then it's like this flood comes through of like beginning to feel good again yeah that's it and that's the miraculous thing about our bodies like it's it like you said it just wants to heal it wants to be healthy its natural program is to be healthy mm. and it's just society today like you know between our food or what I said about putting on our skin the EMFs from our phones our wi-fi the routers you know our body's overloaded and we can't cut out all toxins that's just in today's life that's just not possibility but learning how to lower them, learning to do what you can, you know, minimize, remove the foods that are toxic to your body, put down on your, your chemicals that you're putting on your body and just kind of like that, a little bit like that again, just lowering that overflow in the cup and giving your body that bit of space to just be able to do its natural job of healing. Absolutely. So thank you so much um you know again like I just I can't say enough like how beneficial this treatment has been to me like it was absolutely amazing and um, so do you want to tell anybody listening Dan first of all like where they can find you on like social media websites or anything and then also like how to contact you if they're in Dublin and they want a biokinesiology treatment my Instagram is at Just Be Wellness Dublin and my Facebook is Just Be Wellness Dublin. I also have a website, so it's www.justbewellnessireland.com. Um, I'm in Dundrum, so anyone in Dublin will be familiar with that. So you can just message me on my social media. You can contact me through my website. Um, and yeah, that's it. So treatment is about an hour long and... It can be done distantly. I don't really advertise it too much, but I don't really do it. It's limited, but um, you can do it distantly as well if there's someone a bit further away. But uh, it can be done for kids. So kids as well, any kids with issues. Um, so with a child, we'd usually use the parent for their muscle testing, but the child will be present and they kind of can hold hands. And it's very, it's very cool to see the child being tested through their parents. <laughs> Is another awesome way of the energy um but yeah that's it so and, and if anyone has any questions please just contact me and i'll get back to you um and let you know yeah so thank you so much Kirsty, and i'm delighted to hear you're doing so much better yeah amazing <laughs> honestly like i i 
the change that it like in, in that specific problem as well you know like there's other maybe like smaller things that like I barely noticed because yeah. the the problem that I was really focusing on was my throat you know but it has helped me in in so many different ways by cutting out those like the coffee and the oats and stuff like I noticed just my digestion is feeling a lot better like I feel a lot better you know so thank you so much honestly thank you so much for today as well thanks Jen bye bye bye